Whether you're the casual hockey observer or the epitome of a rabid Hawks fan, Blackhawks Live answers all your questions. It's just been a good sign this year that they all seem to be having fun, getting along, and working hard. I love those three things together. Joe Brand delivers the news, notes, and everyday gossip from the Madhouse on Madison. Here's Joe Brand. Well, it definitely has been a different week for the Blackhawks since we last talked. Hawks haven't picked up a win in over a week. They did pull out a couple of points over the weekend, and not because of lack of effort, but the Hawks have been finding themselves against some tough opponents, have been having a little bit of trouble figuring some things out until maybe halfway through the game. Adjustments have been made. The effort still seems to be there, but once again... Year one of a rebuild might get a little rocky, and for the first time, the Blackhawks getting some more adversity after their four-game winning streak to uh, somewhat begin the season. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN, taking you up to 8 o'clock tonight. We've got an interview with Andreas Athanasiu later on. There's plenty to get to regarding the team because it has been an eventful couple of days, especially last night. As the Blackhawks fell to the New York Islanders, a 3-1 loss at the United Center. Keep in mind, that's only the second time that the Blackhawks have lost a game by more than a goal. They have covered the spread in 8 out of 10 games this season. And we'll get into a few more uh, odds that have been significant lately in hockey and in, for the Chicago Blackhawks. But that just goes to show you what type of team is still competing out there. They have been different games from their four-game winning streak. Since we last talked, the Blackhawks fell to the Edmonton Oilers at home to see their winning streak come to an end. Edmonton's a very talented team. It became very, very messy. I think a total of 20 penalties in that entire game, 13 of them in the second period, and they were just coming left and right. So it wasn't really the Blackhawks' five-on-five game. And also, since we've last talked, the Blackhawks have lost Tyler Johnson, and lost Seth Jones due to injuries. That is not great. That is the Blackhawks' top defenseman, and that is probably, I won't say, Tyler Johnson is one of the best forwards on the Blackhawks team. He's on their second line, he's on their first power play unit, and now the Blackhawks are without him and Seth Jones. So that is going to take some getting used to. That is going to need some adjusting to make up for those lost pieces of this puzzle. The Blackhawks have definitely been feeling the effects of that. But again, after a loss to the Edmonton Oilers, where they nearly sneaked out at least a point in regulation, they go to Buffalo. They were outplayed, but they nearly had a regulation win. Lose it in in overtime. Then they come back home on Sunday to host the Minnesota Wild. They lose that in a shootout. But it was, once again, a good comeback effort from the Hawks salvaging, generating a point, and then last night against the New York Islanders, probably the roughest start that we've seen for this team so far, and it came in an instance where the Blackhawks actually had a five-minute power play. If you didn't watch the game, if you didn't hear, Alex Stalock left due to concussion protocol, got hit pretty hard by Casey Sezikis in the beginning stages of the game, and the Blackhawks were given a five-minute power play. There was a five-minute major, a Game misconduct. Zizekas is out of the game. He was actually fined by the NHL for $5,000. And, of course, the conversation, the argument of whether or not that was justified or not. Alex Stalock seemed to have a foot in the crease when Zizekas made contact with him. Zizekas isn't one of those guys that has the reputation of 
creating and making dirty hits. It, I think it's definitely a penalty. I think it's definitely a five-minute major. I see the argument of it being a game misconduct, and I see the argument of the fine because of Sezikis's background. But I think the main thing that went into it with the officials, with Toronto, is that he could have gotten out of the way. And it turned out to be a very unfortunate collision. Basically, Sezikis's left arm, maybe his left elbow, right into Alex Stalock. And that's unfortunate because, oh, by the way, another one of the Blackhawks goaltenders is still nursing back from an injury. Peter Mrazek is practicing with the team lately. He's coming back from a groin injury. But he's not ready right now, and the Blackhawks don't want to rush him, and that's totally understandable. So what do the Hawks have to do? Well, they have to get a little creative. Arvid Soderblom has already been called up from Rockford, came into the game cold, played phenomenally. He's been spectacular since rejoining the Blackhawks this year in two appearances. And then earlier today, they inked a two-year, rather a two-way, one-year deal with Dylan Wells, who was on an AHL contract. Pretty cool for him. Pretty cool, significant moment. And unfortunately, it comes at the expense of Alex Stalock being injured, Peter Mrazek being injured, and even Jackson Stauber, who is another goaltender in Rockford's system. He got injured over this past weekend. He probably would have been the guy to come up, but instead, it's Dylan Wells. And Dylan Wells got to chat with us after practice today, he was all smiles, just nothing but smiles, but understands the situation of this scenario. Yeah, I was watching with a few of the guys back in Rockford yesterday, and obviously Staylock went down, and then things just started kind of quickly unfolding. So it's been a whirlwind of not even 24 hours, I guess, but I'm happy to be here. How quickly did you hear from Kyle after Alex went down? <laughs> Real soon after. <laughs> really quickly. I got a phone call pretty quickly. So Is that a tough part about it, where you see one guy get hurt, but I'm sure it's like a career-changing opportunity? for you for sure obviously like you never want to see a guy get hurt and it's a good opportunity for me but it sucks to see Al go down he's a great guy I'm good friends with him so I mean we go back to we played in Edmonton together on the taxi squad there so you never want to see a guy go down but it's a good opportunity for me here and I'm excited have you talked to Alex I have yeah I talked to him this morning so he just congratulated me and said welcome me here so it's good to see him again I know I was here for camp so I saw him not too long ago but yeah I talked to him this morning I know it's just a practice but does this quick turnaround maybe help you just be able to get in the groove of things I think so, yeah. I think the mindset is just treating it like any other hockey game or any other practice. I mean, for me, my job's to stop the puck. That doesn't matter if I'm in the NHL or the AHL or wherever I'm playing. So I just kind of try to keep the same approach and keep my game simple and have fun with it. So I know, that's what I, know I try to do. I know you're probably here just as insurance policy, but is it life-changing for you just to get an NHL contract and what that does for your family too? It's really cool, yeah. Obviously, my parents were super excited when I called them. And I mean, that's been a goal of mine to get back to an NHL deal after my entry level with Edmonton. So I got a little taste of it the taxi squad year spending the year up with the Oilers and I got to back up a game there in Montreal so had a little taste of it which helps kind of settle in here a little more just being around the the same kind of atmosphere so like I said I'm just super excited and I know my family's all excited for me too so it's a good opportunity. How would you describe your game? Where do you excel? Try to keep my game pretty simple. I think I'm a really good skater. Try to use my size. I'm not the biggest guy ever but try to play a little bigger than I am and and just rely on my mobility and quickness and speed and compete and have fun so that's kind of my main principles there that I try to stick to and it's kind of what I've relied on to get me here. Playing a little bigger more than your size do you anticipate 
taking a page out of Alex Daylock's book and playing as aggressive as he does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be taking some notes from him, picking his brain a little bit. I love watching him play, so he competes hard and he's a worker. And, you know, I mean, just even in the gym and in practice, he's a definitely a guy to look up to. So, Who were some of your goalie idols growing up? I think Marty Brodeur was my, my first one that kind of got me into, into being a goalie. That was I've always been a goalie, and he's kind of the reason for that. And then as I got older, Carey Price and Braden Holpe and all those guys, Vasilevsky now. With the Blackhawks being a little thin in the goalie department, maybe keep an eye out on the over-unders for the upcoming Blackhawks games. I know they hit the under the last game, but the Blackhawks have hit the over in all but two of their games so far this year. Speaking of betting, we've got some more things to take a look at. What has been the biggest change in the NHL betting landscape? We'll tell you that as it's sponsored by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get. Coming up next, you're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. We are coming at you live from space. Here on the second segment of Blackhawks Live. Great, great intro by our producer, Jack Heinrich. I'm Joe Brand. You're listening to Blackhawks Live on 720 WGN. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was magic by the cars uh, until the, the beat started going in. If you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We are talking to Andreas Athanasiu after the 730 News, so be sure to stick around for that. I did want to get into a little bit of the NHL betting landscape. As I mentioned earlier, only twice this year have the Blackhawks not hit the O in terms of goals scored. It's been hanging around 6.5 for quite a lot. And even some of those games against good opponents, the Blackhawks have been hitting the over, especially the Buffalo game, the Minnesota game. Now, granted, they had to be bailed out by going into overtime in order to hit the over in those games. And that didn't happen against the New York Islanders the other night. I mean, Alex Stalock goes down. All of a sudden, you think that the over is a little bit more confident than it even was before. That was a different game, though. For some reason, things were a little flat at the United Center last night. The Hawks had some trouble generating momentum almost all night long until Luke Richardson seemed to have had to say something or generate some uh, fire underneath them halfway through the second period. But... Blackhawks did finally get a little bit of momentum, found their first goal in the third period on a power play goal against a very good penalty-killing team, the New York Islanders, but it was too little too late. Uh, the Calgary Flames have gotten off to a 5-3-0 and start. I did mention this earlier this year on the Line Changes segment of the Blackhawks podcast uh, with their guy Chris Vosters. But Daryl Sutter's second year in charge of the Calgary Flames, I thought it was great additions with Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberdeau. They have combined for 15 points together so far through eight games. Calgary's gotten off to a 5-3-0 and start. My computer just died, so I can't give you the exact numbers, but I want to say they went from plus 900 to like plus 450. It was almost a clean cut right in half for them to win the Western Conference. So maybe keep an eye out, if you do gamble responsibly, keep an eye out for the line on Calgary to win that conference. Because of the start they have gotten off to, that number could go down. You could make a little bit of a profit. And again, that's what we call gambling responsibly. Earlier this week, the Blackhawks had a little bit of a snafu when Patrick Kane went into the boards on a rough hit from Tyson Jost. Right away, Max Domi went to go defend Patrick Kane. This would have given the Hawks a power play, one that they did not have at all in the Minnesota game. Instead, Domi was charged with an instigator, and then you had the Minnesota Wild winning that game in the shootout. But if you ask Max Domi, that's the type of player that he is. You're not going to expect anything less from him in that situation. Yeah, it's just part of being a hockey player, right? I mean, that's part of the expectation and uh, comes with the territory. So um, it is what it is. Definitely not going to look for it, but... uh, 
probably have it in my blood somewhere along the line. So it's uh, it's all good. I don't mind doing it. And it's uh, it's part of the game. That's not a subtle hint coming from Max Domi. If you know his dad, Ty Domi, that's exactly the type of play that he would make. It, it was just a little ironic, a little bit funny, because Patrick Kane was trying to pull back Max Domi and uh, trying to pull him back from getting charged with the instigator. And then after Domi went into the penalty box, Kane went over and chatted to him, gave him a little fist pump. Domi would only say that, oh, we had a little chuckle with each other. But that's the type of hard-nosed effort you're going to get, and that's the type of hard-nosed effort that Luke Richardson wants to see from his team. We'll never say anything about anybody defending a teammate, sticking up for a teammate, or taking an aggressive penalty in our game plan for the game. If someone takes an undisciplined penalty for no reason because they're sucking out and they can't take it, that's something we can't we can't afford to have here. We'll kill off the ones that are looking after our own and saving a goal uh, or, or a diving trip or something on a breakaway. Something that we have to do, we'll definitely kill those off. The ones that hurt you are the ones that are undisciplined and unnecessary. I said it in the pregame and the postgame after the Minnesota game in the pregame last night. Kaylee Chelios brought up probably the best point. If Max Domi or nobody makes that play, does that rea- has that reaction to defend Patrick Kane? There's a lot of speculation that the chemistry isn't going too well in the Blackhawks locker room. So that is completely the opposite of what happened. Domi was quick to react, quick to defend his favorite, I shouldn't say favorite, his his teammate and one of the top players on the Blackhawks, he did happen to say there's a few guys you can't mess with on this team. He's one of them, and the guy to my right is another. And Max Domi sits next to Jonathan Taves on the Blackhawks' uh, locker room bench. So that's the type of hard-nosed effort he's going to bring, and he's never going to look back from it. It's easy to look back at it now and be like, ah, oh, situationally, probably the best time to do it. Nah, maybe not, but it doesn't really matter because the next time we play them, all of a sudden they're going to start taking their breeze on guys like that, and we can't afford that. So um, we've got to kind of nip that in the belt when we can, and um, got to send a message to their team. But yeah, those... There's a couple guys in, uh, on this team. He's one of them. The guy to the right of me is another one. I mean, you, you can't mess with those two guys, that's for sure. So again, the type of team, the type of situation the Blackhawks are dealing with right now, they're in year one of a rebuild. They are looking to develop a culture. They're looking to develop fundamental hockey and incorporating it the right way. I think that does more than the Blackhawks getting a power play and maybe scoring there. I understand. You take a late lead. You maybe beat the Minnesota Wild. But it's it's all about the long run. Sustaining success for this Blackhawks organization. That's what they're looking to do right now. And that's what Max Domi brings to the table right now. Max Domi and Patrick Kane obviously on that line with Andreas Athanasiu. They have started to really click together. And I really think they can go even more strides in terms of their chemistry, what they're able to all connect with offensively. You're seeing, I think, even still just glimpses of it. In that game against Minnesota where Athanasiu had that highlight reel play, Patrick Kane was trying to feed Athanasiu a lot more earlier in that game. He finally connects with him. Athanasiu uses his speed, gets around Matthew Dumba, and scores on Marc-Andre Fleury. It's it's really cool to see Athanasiu utilize his speed, something that he's been working on, working on not only in his NHL career, but a lot of his childhood, too. He talks with our interview with him in a little bit coming after the 7.30 News. He talks about how he played different sports, how he worked on his speed, and, and understood the gift that he had and how he can utilize it best. This guy didn't just play basketball. He didn't just do cross-country and track He played volleyball, too. He threw the football around with his friends when he was growing up, up in Canada. 
the the volleyball thing strikes me as the most shocking because you know I know it's popular around here and I'm talking boys volleyball organized boys volleyball is is big around the Chicagoland area out west too but Canada really surprised me so it's really cool to hear Athens see you talk about that being part of his sports background growing up he talks about a lot of other cool things too what it's like to play with Patrick Kane what he's been learning from Patrick Kane what he likes about Chicago he hasn't checked out Greek town yet unfortunately I, I I told him a couple of good spots nine muses on Halstead you're welcome but uh, he does he does really enjoy how he's being fixated into this organization into the culture of Chicago, and again, it's a one-year deal. It's understood what he probably was brought to this organization for. There's a chance he could be moved later on, but for right now, the Blackhawks are enjoying having him on this team. David Jennings has your news next. After that, it's Andreas Athanasiu. Keep tuned right here on Blackhawks Live, 720 WGN. Athanasiu picks up the puck at center ice, carries it over the red wing line on the left wing side, twisting back to the slot. Shoots, he scores! Wow, did he ever whistle that in the top corner? He'll move it at center ice. Athanasiu over the wild line. On the back, and he scores! <laughs> Roll the highlight reel! Andreas Athanasiu undressed the wild defenseman Dumbo on this rush, put the puck through his legs, caught it on the backhand, and stuck it into the top shelf. It's 3-2 in favor of the Hawks. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live. We're sitting down with Blackhawks forward Andreas Athanasiu. And Andreas, can we get you on the record have you checked out greek town in chicago just yet actually i have not yet but uh i'm looking forward to getting out there and going to some restaurants for sure what kind of reaction did you get from the highlight reel goal the other night on the feed from patrick kane um i mean obviously it was uh anytime you score a goal in in the nhl i think uh you know your friends and family are always pretty excited so you know whether it's you know, a tip in front or one that knocks off your pants or, you know, a nice one. It's They all go down on the score sheet the same way, and, you know, it's family and friends and teammates are always, you know, anytime you can help the team out and get a goal, it's obviously, you know, a big thing for sure. A lot of people are just born with speed. Do you? How much do you work on your game to, to even try to get faster, even if you do, do you do that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's... Uh, you know, something I think that I've just worked at my whole life. Obviously, I, you know, when I, even when I was a little kid, I always like running and, you know, all types of sports. So, you know, I kind of had that athletic, you know, gift, I guess you would say, where I had that little bit of athleticism. But, uh, you know, I worked at it every every year and still now it's something that, you know, it's kind of if you have something, you can't really just let it go to waste. So, you know, I always paid a lot of attention to trying to, you know, always trying to find a way to get faster and quicker and and I think just like you know anybody tries to do they're always trying to find a way to get better so it's kind of just consistent work and you know throughout my whole life just always working on you know strengths and trying to build weaknesses. Did you play other sports like did you run track cross country? Yeah yeah, I did everything yeah I you know I played uh, I played soccer growing up I ran track I did cross country I played basketball um played a lot of sports growing up kind of just gave me over a volleyball played a lot of volleyball in school and you know it's I, you know, I think that definitely helped a lot with just like overall uh, 
you know, coordination, athleticism, just kind of always was working at it, whether it was playing a sport or, you know, in the gym. So it's it was consistent work throughout, uh, throughout growing up and even still now. Did you want to play different sports, or was that something your family pushed on you? Because that is kind of a dying thing. Everyone's doing yeah, just one sport. sport. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, you know, when I grew up, we were out in the playground, you know, throwing the football, playing baseball, playing soccer. So um, I played, you know, all, all types of sports. And, you know, hockey I kind of just probably, I would say, loved the most and had the most fun with. And, uh, you know, I just kept trying to excel at that sport. And obviously when it came down to a decision of, I think it was around high school where it was kind of you have to dial it in on one sport. And, you know, I couldn't play on the high school basketball team because of it you know missing hockey practices so i had to just stick to hockey at that point and but you know growing up it was it was all sports what's your second favorite sport um you know what i love soccer i love basketball um i ran a lot i did a lot of track a lot of cross country um play a lot of volleyball love playing volleyball I, you know all sports i anything you know i get a group of you know buddies together and have a good good game it's uh Whatever it is, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun for sure. What position were you in volleyball? Volleyball, I mean, I kind of moved it around a little bit. I like spiking it, but, you know, I was a little bit of the barrel in the middle and obviously the setter, so it's, you know, I can get the balls and kind of all over. I mean, when, you, when you're growing up and playing volleyball, you play all positions, but, you know, last year being in L.A., I played a lot of beach volleyball, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun sport, and, you know, I think that helps. So that transitions a lot with hockey, too, quick first step and, you know, just coordination in general. Yeah, I'll definitely want to do some more volleyball talk yeah. with you in a little bit. Um, yeah, it's funny, too, because the sports that you brought up first, all the ones where you're able to utilize your speed. Yeah. Uh, at what point did you realize that you were better at hockey than all the other sports? Um, I don't necessarily say it was kind of just better at one thing. It was more just like I think I just enjoyed it a little bit more and hockey growing up in Canada obviously is, is such a big thing so playing hockey was you know such a fun thing to do and I think that's where I just kind of decided that you know hockey is the way to go and you know it worked out. Take me through the differences of watching Patrick Kane playing against Patrick Kane and playing with Patrick Kane. Uh, I'd say crazy crazy and crazier I mean it's <laughs> It's insane. Obviously, you, you watch him on TV and growing up, and you see how good he is. And you know, being one of your favorite players is just unbelievable. And then, you know, playing against him, obviously seeing the stuff he does, and you know, being on the other side of it sometimes, it's just like it's it's crazy. And then, obviously, playing with him and seeing him every single day is just a whole nother level. So it's uh, you know, it doesn't. I don't think there's a day that goes by where you don't see him do something insane or something really sick and like just like holy holy crap really <laughs> but uh yeah it's i would say crazy crazy and crazier is probably the three <laughs> how has he made you a better player um i i mean i don't think the same thing every day i mean it's just kind of something you pick up or you know playing with them learning like just what he does with the puck, like his tendencies. I mean, it's so hard. He's really unpredictable sometimes, and which makes him so versatile. So it's, you know, trying to pick up on the unpredictability is, uh, is, is something I'm working on for sure. But, 
I mean, playing with him is, you know, it's so fun. You see the stuff he does is, is insane. That goal that you guys teamed up on against Minnesota, it, it was just, it was even cooler because he was trying to feed you mm-hmm. in that whole game, obviously all season yeah. long. But um, it, what kind of camaraderie, what kind of chemistry does that build when you got a guy that's always searching for you like that? And Domi, too, for that man. Yeah, I mean, all three of us, I think we're just, I think we're getting better every day, every rep. Obviously, it's, you know, we played, what, 10, 10 games and some exhibition games together, so. I mean, you, there's still a lot of stuff that you got to figure out, and you still got to get better every day. But um, you know, we've had so many chances and so many good lucks, and you know, the puck hasn't really gone in as much as we'd like. But I, I don't think, you know, even if it was going in every game, you know, you'd still be asking for more, right? Like, why didn't we score the other one? So it's, you know, it's holding yourself to a, to a high standard, and you know, coming into games, wanting to be a big part of it, and you know, produce and. You know, I think all three of us are, you know, we have uh, a lot of things to offer in a line, and it's kind of just getting better every day, and, you know, eventually those pucks are going to are gonna bounce in, and, you know, we're going to start, should start popping a lot. I mean, we, we get a ton of chances. Obviously, we scored a couple, but, you know, I think it's only going to go up. Talking with Andreas Athanasiu for a little bit more here on Blackhawks Live. What were your impressions of Chicago before coming here, and have they changed at all? Is there anything that surprised you about Chicago so far? Um, you know, I think uh, you know you hear so many good things about the organization and you know how well it's run, and you know I think top down from management, uh, players, and training staff, they've been uh, you know real top notch. Obviously, being original six, there's so much history here and. You can kind of see the pride that goes with it, and you know the city is—that's a whole other thing. You know, it's such an unbelievable city. The, the food's unbelievable. Um, the fan base is—you know—it's just top-notch all around. Obviously, the fans are—you know—a big part. And, you know, once that anthem goes, it's kind of just gets you gets you going big time. And you know, I think top to, top to bottom, I think it's just a real high high-end, high-class organization. You know, I'm just you know, proud to be be a part of it and you know, honored to get the opportunity to, to put that jersey on for sure. In terms of the city, is there anything that you don't like? Anything you feel like I can never associate myself that Chicagoans uh, do? I mean, I'm pretty easygoing, so I can kind of get through with anything. Um, it doesn't matter where I am. You know, I can find the, the good in you know, a lot of places. Obviously, Chicago, it's a little bit easier with it being such a, a good place, you know, all around, so... I mean, I don't really complain much about things, so it's uh, it'd be hard for me to pick on something. But you know, I haven't 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 had anything to complain about yet. This team is in such a complicated situation right now with with injuries going down. You guys are still going out there and competing. What what's allowed you to do that? Um, I think it's kind of just stepping up for you know. Obviously, we were missing some key players and. You know, when that happens, other guys are, you know, everyone in that room has got to step up and take their game to the next level. And I think we're just coming out and playing hockey, play, trying to stick to the system. And, you know, we have a lot of NHL, we're all NHLers in that locker room. So it's, you know, anybody can step up and play on any given night and, you know, be effective. So that's just the main thing. It's just coming in and playing your role and going out there working hard and just playing for each other. Last one. What's the worst version of your last name that you've had butchered up? <laughs> um, I, I couldn't even tell you. It's been every which, you know, any way you shake a stick at it, it's it's been it's been pronounced. But uh, you know, I'm used to it. It's 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 funny. I mean, 
I don't mind it. I, I mess it up sometimes too, I guess. I mean, sometimes I still spell it wrong. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But no, it's uh, it's been pretty good actually. I think uh, you know a lot of the boys are can say it pretty well, which is it's pretty good. They're they're getting it. And I watched a couple of guys spell it a couple times, and they're spot on. So it's uh, it's funny to see. And you know, I don't think there'll still be times where it's gonna get butchered, but no, it's just the way it is. <laughs> I think Tracy Meyer said it best because it rhymes with happy to yeah, see that's you. That's what right? I always yeah. tell people. Yeah, that's what I. It's funny because I remember I used to watch games and they sometimes they'd have the closed caption and the closed caption would pick up happy to see you <laughs> when they when the announcer would say Athanasio and I would just laugh. It just come up happy to see you on the board. It's, it's funny. So I know the fans like that. Right. Andreas Athanasio, happy to see you. Thanks so much Thank for the time. Appreciate it. That's Andreas Athanasio. More Blackhawks live coming up next. Seven twenty WGM. A few more minutes of Blackhawks Live here on 720 WGN. Hawks will next be in action tomorrow night as they host the L.A. Kings. We'll have that game for you right here on the radio, 720 WGN with the puck drop at 7.30. We'll have the FanDuel Sportsbook pregame show for you at 7 o'clock. It'll be John Weideman and Kaylee Chelios on the call. Speaking of calls, do have a little bit of time to squeeze some more in. Might have one in a little bit. 312-981-7200. Really quickly, it's time to get to the business of hockey, which is sponsored by ComEd, the Energy Efficiency Program. The Blackhawks on Halloween, just a couple days ago, have a new corporate partnership program that they wanted to announce called the Century Collective, honoring the team's 100th anniversary. It provides long-term and high-commitment partners with enhanced benefits and access and impact. The inaugural six members include AT&T, Bell Tire, Blockfills, North Shore, Edward Elmhurst Health, Ticketmaster and United Airlines, these partners who have category exclusivity with the Blackhawks, also with significant marketing assets and community investment, they'll receive added value to the match, rather to match the VIP nature of this partnership tier from business networking opportunities and exclusive access to Blackhawk executive leadership to private one-of-a-kind experiences and more. Also, each Century Partner helps grow the game and helps the Blackhawks' investment in growing the game. They encourage uh, playing hockey, making hockey more accessible, and creating a better education for amateur hockey leaders to create safer hockey environments. And also something that the Blackhawks have been doing uh, in honor of Native American Heritage Month, both goaltenders who are actually both injured now, so maybe it'll be Arvid Soderblom and Dylan Wells sporting these fantastic new goalie masks. But uh, the Blackhawks have these new masks to wear throughout the month of November, designed by Potawatomi artist Nicole Bandit Gray and Ojibwe artist Patrick Hunter. Alex Stalock was wearing his mask. Before he left yesterday's game, it's a very cool, sleek white mask matching the white pads. Uh, go ahead on Blackhawks.com and check it out, and it's just a part of the Blackhawks' uh, intuition to continue to learn more about Native American culture and uh, understand the significance of them here, rather the uh, Native American culture and its significance in the Blackhawks organization. Uh, again, the Hawks are hosting L.A. tomorrow. After that, they're on the road. They had to Winnipeg on Saturday. Then they get a much-needed break. 
They'll have four days off before visiting the L.A. Kings out in California, so hopefully Peter Mrazek will be back by that point to give the Blackhawks some breathing room in the goaltending category. Uh, our producer is Jack Heinrich, and he is also the main reporter at each home game at the United Center. You might hear his voice here and there, but we're going to give him a little bit of the stage to uh, share some thoughts about the Hawks lately. Jack, is there anything off the top of your mind from this team over the past week or so? Well, I mean, we t- you talked last week about their hot start, and obviously it hasn't gone that way. But for me, that's kind of what stuck out is last year was obviously a hard year. They had the off-the-ice stuff. They started off bad, and they uh, switched coaches halfway through the year. But the thing that's really stuck out to me just being in the locker room is how Luke Richardson's message has really stuck with the players because they're always talking about what we have to do, and it seems like they're a lot more connected, especially when, when they're winning. They had the music loud in there. It was a lot of fun when we're uh, when the communications people let us in. So his message is sticking, and I think that's the big thing. And the way they've played as well, when you when they would go down early last year, you thought the game was over. They scored, you know, they give up those goals early. But a lot more fight, and that's really been the big thing is them talking. And they seem a lot closer being this year they've done a good job with the chemistry and you're in the locker room this year yes <laughs> you get to see a little bit more of the personality there when there's guys in there interacting a little bit um no i i think that's a, a good point to bring up because the you get more and not and not that anyone's lying or hiding the truth when they sit down in a press conference in front right. of everybody but it's just a lot more loose when the reporters can go up to the players and and just talk to them right after the game. I mean, they're still sweating. They're still yeah. like taking off some of their gear, and they're in that moment still. I'm glad you got to experience that because you know I used to do it a few years back. Yeah. And it's just you get them in their element, you get mm-hmm. them fresh off the game, and you get more honesty from yeah, them that the way big, too. Yeah, the big thing that stuck out to me a couple weeks ago, Tyler Johnson said he said to us point blank, he's like, you guys weren't in here last year. He's like, we're having more fun this year. He yeah. didn't really get to experience that. So that's what I've thought about watching them is they, they're having more fun. And sometimes the results won't go that way, but this weekend they're able to battle out two points when they play their best. So you can see the, that's the steps you want in a rebuild. And it's easier to have more fun when you're winning, obviously. But like you said, everyone's on the same page right now. Exactly. Everyone, everyone is following Luke Richardson's lead. And... For that to click this early on, that that just shows to me that the Blackhawks got the right guy. Exactly. That's what I've been thinking. Being there, that's the guy they wanted, and they still got King around. He can help them and yeah. all that stuff. So I think I think it's a good stepping stone for them. All right, Jack. Thanks for chiming in. You got it. That is Jack Heinrich, our producer extraordinaire, also reporting at the United Center pretty much every home game. Again, we will have tomorrow night's game against the LA Kings for you. Pre-game show starting at 7, puck drop at 7.30. That does it for Blackhawks Live. Big thanks to the Hawks for helping us get Andreas Athanasiu. Big thanks to him for joining us. Big thanks to Jack Heinrich. Thanks for listening to Blackhawks Live 720 WGN.